Hello everyone and welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Sounds of Stadia podcast number 155 right here on youtube.com forward slash hear this cloud games. If you're new to the channel, if you're new to the show, don't forget to give the video a like, subscribe and hit that bell below so you're kept in the loop with all of the amazing content we do here at Helix Cloud Games, like our live streams, our first looks, our Let's Play series, our shows Cloud Quest and Talking the PSL PlayStation podcast, and much, much more. We've got a great show lined up for you guys, breaking down all of the Ubisoft forward announcements, oh, plenty of games coming to Stadia by the looks of it. Some new games actually announced as part of this week's community blog. We've got Tencent investing majorly, a huge Cyberpunk expansion, the first of its kind and possibly the only one, uh, a couple of DLCs, and some questionable decisions uh, in terms of patches and updates that we're still waiting on Richie we're still waiting on uh, but I couldn't do the show without the aforementioned man of many pixels Mr Richie how are you doing after that live stream we've we're now what four hours into recording tonight yeah it's good um generally quite good um you're a few a beers a in confu- bit of a, conf- a few beers in bit of confusion over a certain game but it's all settled now so well, we're happy. it's all settled we're happy to discuss it as part of the news this week um and as I mentioned don't forget to like, subscribe. Uh, shout out to our Helix heroes, the wonderful folks who support us and the channel a little bit extra. We are terrible at self-promotion. I know this. We know this. We are only mere men, after all. Uh, but if you do enjoy the content, if you have watched many of our shows and yeah, programs man, and think, baller. you know what, I like those guys over there, uh, join us. Join our membership program. You get a couple of extra perks. And more importantly, as we head into our third year anniversary, uh, we're looking to give some prizes out to our members. So definitely jump in there. Hit join. And uh, sharing the love, sharing the love. A um, couple of bits of housekeeping before we do get into the main bulk of the show. Uh, if you do want to catch up on the showcases this past week, the Disney Marvel Showcase and the Ubisoft Forward are available on the channel to watch VOD if you wish to catch up in your own time. Because we don't, we don't rush you here at Haze Cloud Games. You're allowed to do things at your own pace, fast or slow. Um, but I do want to point out our Helix Cloud celebrations, our third year anniversaries on the horizon. Saturday, the 1st of October, we have a whole day of streams planned. Uh, video games, podcasts, shows, community interactions, quizzes, games, much, much more. But more importantly, some prize giveaways as well. We've got a Google Nest Mini lined up to give away some Helix Cloud Games merchandise, stickers and apparel. That's unique for you, whoever wins it out there. Um, do let us know if you want, uh, what you wish wish to join in, which what you wish to play. Uh, and more importantly, in our Discord, uh, you can give us a heads up of what you'd like to play with us. So exciting times ahead, Richie. Three years is no no mere achievement to be snuffed at in the world of content creation. But I'm looking forward to it. It's one of my favourite times of the year where we actually just get to sit down and just play games with you, the wonderful community, for like 12 hours straight, practically. Have a pizza, get some beers in, and just enjoy video games in the cloud, because that's what we are all about here. Richie, Indeed. before we get into the... Th- yes. Actually, we've got a busy show, so just quickly, what you've been playing this yeah. week? Just quick quick fire, what are we on? Um, since we're last, we actually talked about it in the um, podcast, I, fit, I got the Platinum on Ghost of Tsushima. I did the Key Island DLC. Didn't trophy hunt on that bit i just played the story and i have since moved on to trails of cold steel one because it hasn't come to stayed yet i've bought it on playstation and it actually came with an actual instruction manual like what's that i don't know it's like a 50 page instruction manual oh, came so it's with a hefty PM instruction game. manual then oh yeah it's not like it's not just like sometimes you get like a little bit of paper in there but it's like no this is an actual manual wow an actual instruction manual. Remember those, boys and girls. Remember those. Um, of course, one final note before we do get into the show. This show goes live on a Monday, 
um, podcast services, youtube.com forward slash Games. But uh, we would be remiss to continue the show without acknowledging, of course, the passing of uh, her monarch, Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, rest in peace. I think we've got like a 10-day morning the i think there's a bank holiday for the funeral uh is the changeover it's already happened of course to king charles so along with the king and all that kind of rigmarole that we go through but we just want to acknowledge it before we get into the show i know a lot of people whether you're a royalist or not it's of course a big part of our history and in fact the entire planet's history um whether you uh, agree or not but uh, either way rest in peace her majesty the queen richie there's no yes. easy way to segue from that into the actual news but if you could do the honors of introducing us to the the super sexy special stadia story segment, aka the news. The news. I'm just going to turn you down a bit because that was very loud in my head. Yeah, my my audio is all over a bit. Sorry about this, guys. Like that's all right. It's okay. We're uh, we'll sort it out in in post show as you do. But uh, yes, the super sexy special stadia. Sorry, I'm uh, it's here, and as I said, busy, busy breakdown, busy showcase. We're recording this just after the Ubisoft Forward event and the Disney Showcase event, but we've got nothing really to talk about that one. <laughs> we'll maybe criticise it a little bit. Uh, but yes, busy show lined up. Uh, we wanted to record the show after the fact because we knew there was going to be some announcements. Good old Ubisoft helping out Google Stadia uh, with future games to come. And boy, did we get some announcements. Uh, there was some initial confusion, but we've since clarified it through websites. Uh, we'll break it all down, of course, but boys and girls out there, you should be excited because we've got a ton of games. Um, I think we've got about six games, six or seven games, coming to Google Stadia confirmed uh, to talk about on this week's show. To kick things off then, Ubisoft Out event, before you do cl- uh, talk about the games, you can go trial them for free because I think, Richie, there was a Ubisoft Plus one-month membership. Yeah, this was a... It was announced in the pre-show and it was kind of brought up a couple of times throughout the actual presentation. So actually, before we went live, I actually did... I've claimed my one-month free on Ubisoft Plus. Um so you can't... Uh, yeah, just and that's running to it. claim until it, the 10th of October. Yes. Yeah, I run until the 10th of October. So it's not a one-month free. It's one month from, well, the Ubisoft forward. So, so claim like, it you, now. you got like 20, 20 odd days, 28 days or something from now. From when the show goes live, exactly, yeah. folks. So if you've been thinking about dabbling in some Ubisoft titles, some Far Cry, some Assassin's Creed, etc., uh, now is the time. It's free to check out. It's free to trial. Uh, just head on over to the Ubisoft Plus website to claim that one. So they kind of kickstart the show with kind of really putting a big push on Ubisoft Plus. And there's no surprise there because the games they kind of showcased and talked about were, of course, a lot of games as a service, some single-player content. And the showcase overall was kind of embodied by a celebration of 15 years of Assassin's Creed and the Assassin's Creed franchise with some big new announcements. Now... There was quite a lot to break down, but we'll obviously try and keep it more stadia-specific, and I want to kick things off with Assassin's Creed Mirage, which we covered on last week's show. We knew uh, there was a Basim spin-off story. Uh, This game initially was supposed to be um, DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, but then eventually obviously became too big, and it was was pivoted and pushed over uh, to something a little bit different. It's Basim from Valhalla that you may be familiar with if you played the game. And uh, just to give you a rundown of the description from the Mirage website, a shorter, more narrative-driven game than recent entries in the series, Assassin's Creed Mirage takes place 20 years before the events of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, as players meet a 17-year-old Basim uh, struggling with a nightmarish vision uh, and living life as a cunning street thief. Basically Aladdin, Richie. Uh, Fortunately for Basim, the Hidden Ones, 
uh, including his mentor Roshan, voiced by I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce her name, but she's got a fantastic voice, uh, sees the potential and help will help him flee Baghdad to the Hidden One's fortress um, as he learns their mysterious rituals and powerful tenets. He will hone his unique abilities to discover his true nature and come to understand a new creed, one that will change his fate and in ways that he can never imagined. There is a lot more. Go check out the uh, release um, on that one. So, big trailer, showcased it, showcased him doing his best Aladdin impression through the streets, showing him get his finger cut off uh, to officially be welcomed into the Assassin's Creed world. Uh, we do know, of course, this will feature some more stealth mechanics, some more story-focused uh, thing. It launches in 2023, and we will clarify. So, this is, again, right off the back of the showcase event. So, if the news changes between now and then, we do apologise, but... At the time, Richie, we thought it wasn't coming to Stadia because there was no uh, icon, there was no logo, logo hashtag logo gate. Yeah. Um, to be fair, on the presentation, there was no logos for any platform. Nothing, yes. On the, yeah. And then it started to come out on social media with all of the content and the press release, which didn't include Google Stadia. However, there was uh, Amazon Luna was there representing cloud gaming. Um, and it said like Series XS, Xbox One, PS5, PS4, so it's still last gen, uh, PC and Amazon Luna. However, there has been on the official Assassin's Creed Mirage page, which kind of which I've just read that description from, it does break it down and it does say Assassin's Creed Mirage launches insert all the things I just said and will also be available on PC with Ubisoft Plus, Stadia and Amazon Luna. Um with a which does say with a Ubisoft Plus subscription um for the PC counterpart, but Basically, there's pre-orders up, there's like collectible editions, like they always do, the deluxe, the bonus content, all of that kind of jazz. So just to clarify, not confirmed as part of the showcase for Stadia, not as part of the press release for Stadia, however, the website in multiple languages does list Stadia as coming, and you pointed out during the showcase, Richie, that Mirage was it began as uh, Valhalla DLC, which is on yes. Stadia, so logistically this game was in development as Valhalla DLC for Stadia, then it became its own game. So there's nothing to suggest why it wouldn't be coming in 2023. But yeah, what are your first thoughts on Mirage? Are you excited for it? And uh, well, do you think it'll come to Stadia? Outside the completely unnecessary confusion about whether it was coming to Stadia or not, I kind of like... I mean, this trailer didn't really do anything to move the needle for me at all. But I was already kind of in on this because it's kind of going back to Assassin's Creed's roots. Mm-hmm. Not in just in terms of like setting, but in terms of how the game I expect it to play, and I kind of like that idea as well. Just like let's go back to, there could be a couple of branches of Assassin's Creed where you get the big open world RPGs, but you could also have a bit more linear, tighter narrative, mm-hmm. stealth focused stuff. That is where Mirage seems to fit, and I think Basim is quite a fascinating character. I mean, if you've played um, Valhalla especially in the the epilogue of Valhalla, mm-hmm. you'll kind of... Yeah, definitely. Probably get why I think he's a very interesting character. Yeah, he could, um, could be with us for a while as well. I think it, it mirrors so, a lot uh, of stuff yeah. from the original as well. I know there was, with it being the anniversary, we, was, we were almost expecting a remake of the first Assassin's Creed. And I think with his attire, the location being Baghdad, uh, it, it, it mirrors Altair quite a lot. There's elements that seemed like, in terms of setting, there's at one point where it looked almost like the Assassin's Fortress, where you you start off like mm. Assassin's Creed One at. So like, I, we don't know really. I I haven't checked out where this is going to actually land in terms of the timeline compared to other characters. But there was a moment where I thought, could this be serving as a prequel almost mm-hmm. to Assassin's Creed One, or it's at least somewhere in that era, like the era between Altair and Ezio. Indeed. 
But then there's elements that almost like linked it into Origins. And uh, well, more, well, not Origins, more Odyssey in Valhalla. Mm-hmm. With like, you know, the, like, the pseudo Templars, the, the people who will become yeah. the Templars, like with the, the gold masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, the hidden, no, what were they called? The, yeah, that's what I'm the, the Sons of the Harpy from Game of the, Thrones. You, the know, cult. you know who they are. The cult, yeah, yeah the they cult. Had, they, had, they had different names in Valhalla and mm-hmm. um, Odyssey. I haven't played Origins, but I assume they're in there. Yeah. But you know that these are the proto Templars, yeah. like proto Templars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I completely yeah. get it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, aside from all the stadia confusion that was there, it looks like we are getting uh, another Assassin's Creed game coming to, of course, Ubisoft Plus Day One and Cloud Gaming uh, with Luna and Stadia as well. Uh, that wasn't the only Assassin's Creed game we got announced. I know we spoke about Mirage to some degree on multiple shows before. Um, we also don't have much information, but the end of the kind of little mini showcase within a showcase for Assassin's Creed's anniversary. They also did show off Assassin's Creed codename Red as well. Uh, we don't know really anything outside of a logo at the moment. So they've they've listed it as codename Red. Uh, it's being developed by Ubisoft Quebec, the guys who actually made Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Immortals Phoenix Rising and Assassin's Creed Syndicate. So some good pedigree there. Uh, the game will be the next evolution of the Assassin's Creed open world RPG. So it's essentially going to be the next big one in the franchise that's akin to Valhalla and Odyssey. Uh, and that's going to take place to the long-awaited setting of feudal Japan. So think Ghost of Tsushima meets Assassin's Creed, which is kind of what we've all anticipated and wanted for quite some time. Um, Didn't show any trailer, didn't show any concept art uh, outside of the logo and telling us that it's in feudal Japan. Um, There's a few bits we know, like um, the Assassins clearly seem to be the ninjas. Shinobi. Yeah, yeah, the Shinobi, uh, that thing. The Hidden Blade is there. Mm -hmm. Which it would be in that timeline. Um, yeah, but well, we've had Assassin's Creed games without the hidden blade, so that is actually, I think, something that is worth mentioning. That yeah, this game you can expect to be using the hidden blade, but again, it, this is meant to be an open world RPG. But if you're playing as a shinobi, I'm expecting this is going to be heavy in the stealth. Uh, you would hope element. so. You would hope so. Yeah, uh, as well as like Katana. Unless it's, Shin- it's like unless a shinobi like um, Naruto, where it's like no self at all, Just running around <laughs> up walls and everything. Yeah, um, we don't know, of course. And, and to clarify, this one wasn't confirmed. It hasn't read the pre-orders aren't up. The game's probably um, oh, down twenty twenty four, maybe earliest. So it's quite some time out. Big game being worked on, but we wanted to bring it up because, of course, it's it's a big Assassin's Creed game. We've got pretty much most of them on Stadia now, so time will tell with that one. Uh, they also did tease uh, another one, so that there's kind of multiple spin-offs that are coming in this world. Uh, we got Assassin's Creed, uh, codename Hexe. So we were saying Hex, but it literally, they do pronounce the E on it, Hexe. Um, following on from Assassin's Creed codename Red um, will be Assassin's Creed codename Hexe, which is being developed by Ubisoft Montreal. Um, and it didn't really, didn't really tell us anything other than the name, which yeah. in the trailer kind of was a little tease into. I got kind of Baba Yaga vibes from it, uh, like yeah. a, uh, well, almost like know, Resident Evil Village. You know, in Valhalla, you had these kind of like oh, these like totems. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I destroy. That's the kind of vibe I'd got. So I wonder if that's where the the concept like originated. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Hexa, Hex, it's it's like kind of witch curses or, yes. or some kind of like black magic kind of thing. So, again, don't know, don't know anything about this uh, outside of just the kind of little horror tease they did with the little kind of wooden symbol. Um, that was kind of all encompassed by the introduction of something they referred to as Assassin's Creed codename Infinity, which we've, we've rumoured about Infinity. Project. For, project, in, project, project Infinity. Infinity. They um, did actually say codename Infinity, but then they corrected themselves. Yeah, well, it says codename Infinity on the website, so... 
they maybe just can't settle on that one. Now, we suspected for some time, and I've, I've gone on record saying this will feature a hub world with an animus that will connect to multiple Assassin's Creed games. Now, theorized it'll be all of the games of the past and the future in one kind of hub place. So if you want to play Origins, you can do this through Infinity. If you want to go experience the Ezio collection, you can do this. And they kind of clarified that Hexa and Codename Red would be under the umbrella of Infinity. But they didn't really yeah. go into what that looks like. They, they clarified that a hub will connect players through different types of Assassin's Creed experiences, old and new. Infinity will also bring multiplayer back to Assassin's Creed with a standalone experience. So I think I could be right in terms of what I've theorized and rumored. We just don't know what it is yet. They haven't really shown anything off um, aside from that. So what do you think, Richie? Do you think I'm bang on with Infinity or pretty close? Well, it's kind of what we were theorizing, what we think Infinity could be. There's like this whole world where you have your own character, you get into an animus, and then you play through. So probably a combination, actually. I'm a bit surprised that Red seems to be like following the tradition of a big open world RPG, the 80-hour experience like Valhalla or Odyssey. Because I thought Infinity was going to be like almost a bit of a shift towards smaller stuff. But it seems like, well, they're just going to do both. Yeah. I could see Assassin's Which, Creed I'm getting awful. its own like subscription model. You've got Ubisoft Plus, and then you've got Ubisoft AC, and it's like its own separate subscription. If yeah. you're just an Assassin's Creed fan, there should be well, enough content here for you to enjoy. Here's the thing: you have Infinity, you have your character base in there, you have the multiplayer stuff, which is probably aimed at keeping people playing in between games, mm-hmm. in between like content drops. Maybe once every two years they do a big drop, and then they have some like smaller stuff in the inter- interim single player stuff. Yeah. You know how we've had like the stories where we've played as like um, Cassandra, Cassandra and stuff mm-hmm. in like Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, in Valhalla, sorry. Yeah. They might have some more of that that kind of stuff. Um, but what I am quite happy is that there is definite single player, like narrative driven stuff in there because I was a bit worried with the direction Ubisoft seemed to be pushing mm-hmm. that they might be just trying to turn like Assassin's Creed into a game just entirely into a games as a service yeah I think there was always that kind of risk yeah. wasn't there that like, there's still going to be some of that some of my worries still I think I still exist but the fact the way they've described well, a little information we have about um, Codename Red yeah. does make me think of like, okay, this is going to be a fully-fledged, open-world, big Assassin's Creed experience as you'd expect it to be. Yeah, But it's also part of Infinity, so like, okay, everything's not just going to be, yeah, piecemeal, tra- microtransaction to death, season passes and loot boxes and all the other crap Ubisoft seem to be pushing towards. Yeah, they're not going to go too too far into it. Um, that wasn't the only announcement we did get, of course, that, that came from the showcase. And in among celebrating 15 years, they also announced, uh, not Stadia-specific, but kind of that Assassin's Creed world. Uh, we got a mobile game, codenamed Jade, which is taking place in ancient China. Uh, we got a partnership with Netflix. There's give us an update on the live-action Assassin's Creed series, uh, which is part of the Ubisoft film and television uh, Netflix partnership. Um, we'll obviously see what that is when, if and when it comes. Uh, it's not really newsworthy for us. Um, one thing I think we both agreed on during the showcase was like we were not a fan of the the code name Monica being attached yeah. to these things. Like you've got Assassin's Creed, and it's so in my mind it's set in a time and place. And adding the word code name almost makes it sound like spy thriller. And I just think yeah. you're setting it your next like game. feels like a placeholder. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's a placeholder. Yeah, you're setting your game in feudal Japan. You're showing off Shinobi. Like, just call it Assassin's Creed Shinobi. Like, oh, Assassin's Creed Red. Yeah. 
that I think Assassin's Creed Red, Assassin's Creed Jade, and Assassin's Creed Hexe is better than Assassin's Creed Codename Code Red, Assassin's Creed Codename Jade, and Assassin's Creed Codename Code Hexe. Yeah. Like, if you added, like, they didn't do it for Mirage, Assassin's Creed Codename Mirage. Like, there's no there's it's, no reason. It's completely. It's short. Yeah. It's short. It's easy to refer to. It's just AC Red. Yeah. And we know most people just say Odyssey. I've been playing Valhalla. You don't want people yeah. saying I've been playing Codename Red because it sounds like you're talking about Mountain Dew. Sounds like you're playing some sort of spy thrill setting in Russia. Yeah, so it, a bit confusion, <laughs> but either way, uh, yeah. to clarify, boys and girls, Assassin's Creed Mirage looks set to be coming out 2023 to Google Stadia. Unless we get some kind of logo gate twist of fate, uh, we'll see. We'll keep our eyes peeled for that one. Do let us know in the comments below if you believe it's coming or it's not coming. Uh, next up on the Ubisoft uh, forward dock, we got another game announced for Stadia in the form of a racing game. We got Trackmania. So the, I think it's about two-year-old now, racing title that's been out for quite some time. Customize your tracks, get down on the track and uh, play it. It's getting a cloud version that is coming to both uh, Amazon Luna, I think it was confirmed for as well, uh, and Google Stadia, of course. Uh, Trackmania coming in early 2023. The free-to-play racing game offers more than 280,000 player-made tracks bursting with twists, turns, and obstacles, giving drivers a chance to compete and create with a community of more than 10 million people. Originally released on PC, Trackmania's console and cloud spring will launch. Will bring cross-play and cross-progression to the game as part of the update. Um, Richie, it's it's basically I want to say it's a kart racer, but it's not. It's a little bit closer to a quite. traditional, but it. It's got the vibes of like something in the middle. You know what it almost feels like? It feels like a weird hybrid of an F1 racing game with a kart racer. Set in like Hot Wheels. Yeah. Like it's got the kind of craziness, probably the handling of a kart racer, but it kind of does look like the car looks a bit F1. Yeah. I mean it's got but, it's got like loads of loops and flips and neon colours, so it's I think it could be fun. It's free to play, so there's like there's nothing to lose and giving it a go. Yeah, definitely. And that's not. free to play even without Ubisoft Plus to the best I understand. Uh, yeah, it should be. It should be. Although that would be an interesting first, we we think. But come It's not really free to play if you need Ubisoft Plus. That's true, opinion, that's true. So. But uh, definitely confirmed, of course, Ubisoft supporting uh, their games a little bit more. We know we should be getting a few other games that are coming to the platform yet to be announced. Uh, I wonder what's happening. forward to the stream on this one. Yeah, I think <laughs> more importantly, genre-wise, we don't have that many racing games uh, in this ilk on Stadia anyway. We've been crying out for a kart racer for quite some time. And I, like, aside from maybe Nickelodeon races or something, there's not really much. I think there's a there was a Disney yeah. one announced yesterday at the Disney Showcase, but we have no clue yeah. whether that it would come to Stadia or not anywhere. Um, yeah, so we've got Trackmania coming. Exciting times! I can't wait to actually jump into these vehicles with you, the wonderful community out there, and uh, race and play along because, as we said, it's free to play, uh, and more importantly, it's got an established user base. So I want to create some kind of Helix tracks out there, um, and more importantly, you guys show us what you can create. Work your magic, yeah. as they say. Uh, next up, as part of the Ubisoft 4, we also had the return, the confirmation that Just Dance 2023 uh, is also returning to the plate. Uh, of course, we've had uh, previous entries in the Just Dance series coming across, so no surprise, this one's making a return. So strap on your dancing shoes, Richie, uh, and bust their moves in a new re- era as Just Dance sees the revamped uh, version as a dance goes on demand platform, bringing new features like online multiplayer and a redesigned user interface, not to mention regular free content drops. Just Dance 2023 is coming with 40 new songs, uh, including blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to rattle off the playlist. Uh, available in 2023. So uh, coming, sorry, November 22nd, I should say. It's, it says 2023 edition and then goes on to say November 22nd. So this year. So we actually get this game later this year. Yeah. So sandwiched between... 
Skull and Bones and FIFA, we've got yeah, Just Dance. This, this is one of them games where I don't think the launch window actually matters that no. much. Because like if you're in, you're in. If not, you're not. That, if you're in, I don't think out. there's much middle I don't out. think there's much middle ground whereas like some games you're looking at going, Oh, I'm I'm interested in this, I'll see what it does. I think if you like just dance, get it. Yeah, it's one of those. That, if you're if yeah. you yeah, if you're into dancing, so I think we said on the live show that neither of us, it's not for us. Yeah, unless we're very very drunk in a circumstantial situation, I will not be rocking any dance moves. Perhaps one day, maybe in the future, we'll maybe do a charity stream, but there'll be a high goal to get. Oh yes, I'm like, talking like a couple. It'd be it'd be a, it'd be a, ph- <laughs> a phenomenal a phenomenal thing that you'd have to hit to get it. Okay, so Richie is saying but, he will yeah. dance for money, basically. Um, in the pre-show we did see some updates as well for the, the Crew 2, Riders Republic to get new season content, new season passes uh, we got a bit of an update on the Division 2, uh, Division Heartlands the confirmed Season 5 is well underway, uh, expect new 8 player PvE content coming across, uh, in and among some other things and they give us a bit of an update on the Division Heartland as well Heartland, not Heartlands, which I think we were a bit confused by the lack of S, I'm sure it had an S on it at some point, uh, either way it looks great Punk Division 2, straight into kind of a, a, the heartlands of America, as you would suggest, out there in the forest. Bit of a different environment that isn't a cityscape. Uh, really interests me. That was probably one of my peaked interest points of the whole showcase as a, as a big Division fan. Uh, so looking forward to seeing more of what that looks like. And uh, kind of middle of that, they also showcased a little bit more of Skull and Bones, but not as much as I thought they would have done, considering it comes out in no. two months' time now. Uh, they didn't show me anything new that got me hyped. I thought, oh, I must play this now. It was just more of a... Another it, recap. It was weird after the show when we we're going through like building the dock for this. I was like, I know they showed Skull and Bones, but I cannot remember what they showed. It just yeah, it was there. That's about all I have to say about it. Like, it was just there. Hmm. Great cinematics. I, looks looks beautiful in terms of the combat and yeah. stuff. But yeah, you're completely right. I didn't actually see anything that made me go, "Ooh, definitely need to get in on board with this one." Of course, November eighth is when it comes out, so we're not that far off. Uh, I guess we'll probably see another reveal at some point before the end. Because, the, again, the one thing with the showcase we didn't see that we were expecting was I thought they'd go heavy on Skull and Bones because it's so close. Uh, we saw nothing on Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, and that yeah. was originally planned to be out this like, this winter. Well, my theory is because the Assassin's Creed showcase was very much its own showcase within the showcase. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Avatar should have been in that slot and the Assassin's Creed was going to be its own standalone thing, but because they've pushed Avatar back till next year, they didn't want to put put out a trailer, and suddenly you've left with this gap in your showcase. Maybe. So let's just smash the Assassin's Creed one into that gap, and that's it. Because the Assassin's Creed showcase was about half an hour, and it's it its was own yeah, right. it was its own chunk of the. So show. that could have been its standalone thing easily. Like, yeah, definitely. So yeah, uh, yeah. There was there wasn't really that big wow moment, but during the live show we put that down to the fact that they didn't have much to show for the. T- I think the big Assassin's Creed reveals at the end would have been bigger. They announced they confirmed Mirage like over a week ago now, so that was kind of like, oh, we knew about Mirage, we knew about Basim's yeah. story, and then they announced the feudal Japan one with Red, and they didn't really have like a they had like a fifteen second clip to show, but there was yeah. nothing like, whoa, look at all this, and like, to get people hyped. So again, they'll probably save it for a future forward. 
my suspicions that's, are we probably will get one in yeah. kind of springtime, just because of, like you said, for Avatar that wasn't here. We may even see them at the Game Awards a little bit, but um, yeah. yeah, not as many big pops as I was expecting from the showcase. It was a great showcase, but not as many big things maybe as I was hoping actually. for. If Avatar's first quarter next year, maybe rather than putting Avatar here when it's not going to be in the immediate future, they'll go, oh, well, we can actually we can push this back to Game Awards now. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, but we know Ubisoft have got more on the horizon in the future because uh, one of the news stories this week to kind of attach onto this one is uh, the, the giant mega conglomerate company Tencent have increased their stakes in Ubisoft uh, with a 300 million euro investment. Uh, so it looks like Ubisoft uh, isn't necessarily down for a full buyout, but they're happy for some outside of investment. Uh, so Tencent now has 49.9% stake in the Guimont Bros, uh, which have the largest stake in Ubisoft. So it's a bit of an odd one. So basically Tencent have invested in the Guimont Brothers, which is Yves Guimont, who's the kind of the Guimont family. It's their holding company, basically. Yeah, so Tencent Ubisoft. have invested in the company that is invested in Ubisoft. <laughs> so it's kind of like an inception... I invest in you, you invest in them, and there's it's interesting. weird business reasons. It is, yeah, because you like, would kind of say, like, well, just buy shares in Ubisoft then. But, um, but may- maybe it's just a case of, like, because maybe if Tencent are trying to take control of Ubisoft, if other shareholders are just not willing to sell. I mean, I'm sure there's situations where you can force people to sell, but it's probably difficult. So the, Gil- the Gilmont family just going, well, actually, you could just buy this holding company off us. Yeah. And that way, then you take control via us rather than via through the normal stocks and shares. Yeah. yeah. You did come out and say the expansion of this. the concert with Tencent further reinforces Ubisoft's core shareholding around its founders and provides the company with the stability essential for its long term development. Uh, in contexts where platforms and business models are converging, this transaction, which validates our strategy and highlights the strong intrinsic value of the assets we have built in the long term, it's excellent news for our teams, gamers, and shareholders. Tencent is a key shareholder partner for many of our industry leaders who have created some of the most outstanding video games. This transaction reinforces our ability to create strong value over the coming years. Um, Point of note, Ubisoft shares dipped quite a bit after this announcement. So I think everyone was expecting a big buyout. And then with the news, Tencent were kind of investing. I think it basically made it not seem possible because now... It feels a mm, bit behind people's backs in certain ways With the sale... But oh, these guys have just came in and also rebuffed a lot of our treasury with three hundred million euros. And but we're still for the sale. Game up, kind of the game up bros are the kind of like they're kind of undermining their own authority within Ubisoft by doing this. Yeah, by selling their own sh- their own shares. So now they'll have to for whatever shares in terms of vo- like corporate voting, however it works, mm. they'll have to be discussing their strategy with Tencent before they walk into the boardroom. Exactly, and uh, we've discussed. Tencent net ease and stuff in recent weeks, so we won't go into it here. But uh, I guess in one way, it means Ubisoft have got some financial oomph to reinvest into their future. So we'll we'll see more forwards in the future, and hopefully, uh, some better quality products off the back of uh, such a large investment. Because uh, three hundred million euros, nothing to be snuffed at. Uh, but that was kind of it. That was the showcase as a round out. I think from a steady perspective, we're, I'm absolutely thrilled to get the next Assassin's Creed Mirage. If it is in fact or not a mirage, and it might not be seen, might not be real. Um, whatever the future looks like long term, if we do get the next AC games, that's fantastic just to add to the dock. Uh, but I think Trackmania and Just Dance are some nice little additions in there, and some updates, of course, on Rainbow Six Siege and, and other things that we expect to see. So, overall, a good showcase for, I think, Google Stadia and cloud gaming 
in general. A good good presentation for Ubisoft in general as well. It's been a while. It's been over a year now, so I think it was about time they showed some stuff off. Uh, we did also sit down, Richie, and actually go into the first ever inaugural Disney Marvel showcase this week, just to touch on it. We didn't get any specific Stadia news dropping uh, from the actual release. We did get some game announcements, very far and few between, uh, so we won't we won't spend too much time deliberating on it. But we did get the Marvel uh, Amy Hennig slash Skydance reveal, which uh, we covered a few weeks ago. There was a rumoured Black Panther game in the works, and there was a rumoured Iron Man game in the works at EA. And we specifically covered it because, of course, we've got six EA games uh, on Stadia by the end of the year with the latest FIFA coming out this month, this very month, actually, FIFA 23. So we might as well throw it in here. They kind of showcased a little clip of some Nazi propaganda on a table, some music playing in the background, some Hydra content. And they basically revealed the game, untitled, by the way, um, featuring Black Panther and Captain America just on after the uh, end of World War, or during World War Two, uh, probably around the 1940s. And, uh, yeah, we don't really know what to make of it because they didn't give the game a title. They didn't really showcase what it was about other than it's going to be four players, four characters in a single-player-driven narrative uh, powered by Amy Hennig, uh, famous for the Uncharted series, which lends a good credence, which is also not put out a game in about 10-odd years. Uh, no title, no real gameplay. Don't know if it's coming to Stadia, but, Richie, just quick thoughts on what this game could be for you? I have n- no idea. What, oh, what was that game we played before? I'm trying to remember Avengers. The guys made um, zombie, um, zombie army. Aftermath. Not aftermath. I was like Strange oh, Brigade. Strange Brigade could be like Strange Brigade. I mean, I'd expect it to be a lot better than Strange Brigade. Oh, I'm I, well. To, honestly, I'm expecting this to be like a single play with Amy Hennig attached. I'm expecting. I'm still thinking this kind of like. Strange Brigade meets Uncharted meets um, like Marvel. Yeah, well, I think they have clarified that it's not somewhere it's not in that Venn diagram. It's not, yeah, it's, somewhere in that Venn diagram yeah. is this game. It says you will play as four characters, so it's almost if it's chapter based, you will play each chapter like in a book. You'll bounce from character to character, and eventually the stories will yeah. kind of overlap. But yeah, we didn't really see much of it again. We don't know if it's coming to Stadia, but with anything that's being announced that they don't previously have a relationship, this is a brand new company. Skydance. So there's nothing to say Google can't approach Skydance and Amy Hennig and Disney and say, can we put it on the platform? Can you develop it? Like, whatever those conversations look like, we know we had Gamescom last week, so there'll have been representatives from Stadia there, there'll have been representatives from Disney Gaming uh, and other studios there. Why not? Why couldn't it happen? So we won't deliberate on it for too much, too long, because we've got plenty of other games to talk about. Uh, But just put a pin in it, because again, it could be exciting for the future. Uh, What we do have, though, confirmed, Richie, is the next story of the week. Uh, From Space, the lovely alien shooter from Triangle Studios, uh, did just get confirmed. Uh, It's coming as a pro title for September as well. Uh, John Scar and Ninja Guy X, our great, great friends uh, over on uh, John Scar's channel, did an interview with uh, Remco, the CEO and founder of Triangle Studios, and uh, they announced, as part of an early exclusive first look at the the game, uh, just before it's launched later this month, uh, that it will be coming and launching on Stadia Pro for September. So we've kind of got a similar... um, Oh, what was it? Why can't I remember the Atari game? Yars Recharged, dropping kind of a pro game for this month, right on the cusp of next month beginning. So technically, it means we've got another pro game for September, but no doubt this will continue into uh, October as well. 
uh, from space. We played the demo. There's a, there's a video actually available up live on the channel now. Uh, looks super fun. We're definitely going to be doing a stream of this one, Richie, with the awesome community out there. Well, now we know it's pro, it's definitely. <laughs> now we know pro, it's like it saves <laughs> us money. So yeah, we'll we'll get straight into that one. Uh, so yeah, nice little bit of news. Uh, great for the scoop going to John Scar and Ninja Guy X. They do some great stuff over on the channel. So go check them out if you haven't done so already. But yeah, fun little game. I enjoyed the demo. I enjoyed it came from space and ate our brains as well, which is also available on Stadia. Uh, so yeah, go uh, check that out or claim it more importantly in 19 days time. Although it'll be less now because you listen to this on a Monday most likely. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, but jumping from space into the cyberpunk world, we also got a massive announcement from CD Projekt Red uh, this past week. They did their Edge Runners update, which was a kind of live video that went out. And we got some great news for Stadia players that cyberpunk, uh, the polarizing game that came out uh, back in 2020 now 2020 christmas 2020 uh, yeah, yeah right. it will be oh, that seems so long ago uh basically they're doing their first big uh, story expansion keanu reeves is back he's going to reprise his role as johnny silverhands in the forthcoming uh, expansion titled phantom liberty uh, it's going to release in 2023 across xbox series xs playstation 5 pc and stadia which puts Google Stadia very well and truly into the next-gen-only conversation. Uh, Though details are light at the moment, it will focus on a specific district of Night City and continue the story with a new cast and a new plot. Uh, This came, of course, part of the Edgerunners special livestream they did to promote their new Netflix series, uh, Cyberpunk Edgerunners, which is like kind of a little animated feature that's going live on there. And, uh, yeah, we... Details are thin on the ground. Of course, we do know about the updates coming. They've done a lot of patches and a lot of overhauls since the game launched. We know the game has been very very polarizing because it ran like shit on uh, PS4 and the original Xbox, and then it kind of it was pulled from the PlayStation Store. But we didn't have a problem over in the clouds, Richie. We played on Google Stadia, and in fact, yeah. I'm glad there to have you here. In there. It oh, wasn't perfect. It still but... it still isn't. But I'm glad to have you here because you're one of the few people I know who actually finished Cyberpunk. I did. So DLC, the the details are light on the ground right now. What would you like to see from um, Project Liberty? Is it Project Liberty, did I say it was called? Phantom, Phantom Liberty. Liberty. Phantom Liberty. There's that many code names and projects thanks I... to that Ubisoft stream. Uh, where I mean, could it it's... go? Where could it go? Without spoiling it. I mean, it's got more Johnny Silverhands in there, Keanu Reeves' character. Mm-hmm. That's always a win. Win-win. Wow. It just feels like it's going to be more cyberpunk. I haven't watched the Edrunner stuff, like Same. the anime. So I know there's going to be stuff like that getting involved, so I don't really have any sort of like basis to what that could be. But if they kind of fixed the bugs and the issues that they've had in the past, which is seemingly, seemingly they've getting there, if not done it entirely, um, bringing in more Cyberpunk, it's a good thing. It's a good game. It is actually a very good game. Mm-hmm. It just... Was launched about at least a year early. Yeah, it's it's re- if it really they sat on it another yeah. year, brought it out. I mean, there still would have been some bugs and stuff. It would have been received completely differently because it's a it's a really good game. The story is really interesting. The world's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, they've uh, introduced yeah. a lot of stuff in terms of overhauling certain mechanics, systems, AI, uh, vehicle combat, new gameplay, melee combat, uh, the cyberware upgrades that you do, and, and a lot of stuff. And it's called the Edge Runners update because it does tie in with the Netflix series. Yeah. Um, one of the things they did introduce was uh, cl- cross-save, cr- uh, cross-platform, um, which, interestingly enough, I put that immediately in the dock as thinking, like, oh, that's great news for Stadia because you can kind of just transfer your save across. But apparently it's not actually running on the Stadia version. 
uh, right now, unfortunately. So it's a bit of an odd situation that we're in where the update's out, and it's not in the Stadia version. Um, Cheeky ba- uh, Boynik, or Boynik? I always thought it was Bionic, but uh, now I'm looking at it, it's not. Uh, Stefan Boink. Uh, Denner to Boink, uh, indeed. Uh, he's put out a little kind of like a workaround, I say. I'm, I'm hoping this will be patched or rolled out to Stadia, uh, but if you go check out his um, Twitter handle, that's uh, Cheeky, B-O-I-N-C, uh, he's put a kind of step-by-step guide uh, how to do it. You basically need to save your sync to the uh, GOG version of the game, unzip your file, transfer it to a different folder, copy the file to a manually created folder, and then load into the game and save your file to the cloud version as part of the update, and then you can open it in GeForce Now and play your Stadia Stave that way. Uh, I wouldn't dream in a million years of doing it this way, no. but it's like there is a workaround if you want it, but realistically, as part of the update, I would hope it would just cross-progression via cloud I, save would just become the norm i can see a point behind this so let's say you've been using the stadia version then you bought yourself an absolute kick-ass gaming pc yeah, yeah. and you want to go back to the game but you want to bring your save forward mm-hmm. i can see the purpose behind that but for me with um cross save i think that's less important than cross play simply because i don't have very very there's very few situations where i want to I'm playing a game on a platform, then want to completely change the like the ecosystem of playing that same game on mm. continue. So like, I, I get it if you're moving from like PS4 to PS5, that kind of thing is like, yeah, I want to just take my saves with yeah, me yeah. because this is just in my mind the same iteration of the the next iteration of the same platform. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I was like, I'm not too bothered personally by this. Yeah, it doesn't because get me there. If I want to play Cyberpunk, I own it on Stadia. I'm going to play it on Stadia. I have no interest in buying the game on another platform for the just for the sake of it. Hmm. It, it, I I don't see the benefit. It's it's beautiful on Stadia. I I expect it's better on like PS5. I expect it looks better on PC. But it is good enough on Stadia that I, when I played it, I got completely lost in that world. Because I played it over my Christmas break. So there's a good, like, maybe three-week period where... Over my Christmas break, that, yeah, I was off for, like, ten days. And pretty much all I did was play Cyberpunk. Yeah, I remember you playing it. Because I, I got stuck with a bug, which stopped me from yeah. finishing it, <laughs> ironically. Um... Yeah. The only real bug I had was my um, when weapons would occasionally just stop firing for no reason but it was like quick save quick load and i was done and it's fixed yeah. and with the saves and stadia going that quick it was like yes it's annoying but i'm up i can get around it you can get you can get around it definitely uh but either way uh big news for cyberpunk uh, one of the little details that did come out of it as well as they've started referring to this as the only story-based expansion uh they initially spoke about expansions plural and they've since worked their wording back to this being the only one star expansion. I think initially they had they had planned for two, similar to The Witcher, of course, Blood and Wine, and what's the second one was called? Uh, ha- ha- I- oh, the, the two I big remember. ones. That I like never actually very played. I never well played received. Them actually. And uh, yeah. yeah, they've kind of reeled that back. Obviously, the, everything's been knocked back an additional year and a half due to the, the fallout from the initial launch, and then COVID, yeah, and then the stock prices and everything else. So. No surprise, we know they're doubling down on The Witcher, which no doubt is going to get them back in everyone's good graces. Uh, of course, Witcher Next Gen, which may be coming to Stadia, fingers crossed, because how well Cyberpunk performed. Uh, hopefully there was some kind of deal between Google and CD Projekt Red when they negotiate the Cyberpunk 
launch to get The Witcher Next Gen included. I'm holding out for that so I can fully play The Witcher for the first time. But we digress. Uh, Edge Runner, Weird, interesting Earth. thing I've just noticed when I searched for Cyberpunk on Google. I I was expecting to see like an Amazon listing. I, there's no Amazon listing on the front page, but the Stadia link is there. That's new. I've never seen that before. Oh, like as in takes you straight to the storefront from a Google search. Yep. And then she says, launch and play Cyberpunk 2077 in seconds, dash Stadia. Yeah, we've we've seen that in the browser in recent weeks that it's happened for some games in some territories and not so good to know that. Yeah, it's this, there. Is just, this is just a, it's just a search listing. It's not like a wee browser edition. Cool. So, cool stuff. Yeah. Um, keeping with the game news, though, on top of Cyberpunk, we also got four games that were announced as part of a community blog, which is great to see as well. Uh, we got an initial community blog, and everyone thought, oh, there's no game news this week. And then on the Thursday, we got a next up on Stadia community blog, which actually brings us four games, some of which were ESRB rated before. We spoke about them on the show, some of which uh, were not. So just to break these four down, we got the confirmation of Snowtopia uh, coming, so developed by T for Two. Uh, published by Goblins Publishing, uh, it is a date to be confirmed, coming soon, but essentially, Snowtopia is a world of endless winter fun. Build the ideal ski resort to keep your skiers smiling all the way down the mountain. Get to know every cliff and every crevice as you plan. Uh, place lifts and build essential facilities. Take on the challenge to create a resort where life is always good. Um, plan out, skiers, sit back and chill, and enjoy the mountain in Snowtopia. Um, this sounds cool to me. I like the look of this. It's kind of like city skylines... In the snow. I I was thinking more roller coaster tycoon, in but the snow. you're making ski slopes rather than like roller coasters. Yeah, good concept. Looks yeah. fun. Uh, we, again, yeah. this is one we did have uh, rated or rumored uh, in previous weeks, so it's been clarified now. Uh, coming soon. Uh, anything to do with snow, I guess, is a great time to have out this coming winter. So if they're ready to announce it's coming soon, my guess is we'll probably see it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised next month. To be fair, at some point. Done early access in Steam yeah. already. So, yeah, Philly Boots, Snowtopia. It's got a feeling of a pro game for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, all of these announcements have pro game feeling for me, Richie. I think it's safe yeah. to say we're not going to be uh, forking out too much for these if, we, if we're if we a bit patient. Uh, aside from Snowtopia, though, we got the next up game to be announced, uh, one that has actually eluded us. I haven't seen this anywhere, uh, and that is Somni. Uh, published by Antler Games, uh, Somni is a multiplayer psychological horror first-person shooter where players will uh, need to banish ethereal beings, ghostly entities that are not always visible to the naked eye. To defeat them, you need to find some evidence first before you can face off against these three uh, these monstrosities. Uh, switch your playing style is one of the features. So when up against these ethereal beasts, it's sometimes best to hide under beds or in closets. Um, these types of entities are confined to the residence uh, and can corner a player if they are perceptive enough. Uh, unlock unique perks and abilities... Become fully immersed. Uh, it's playable on mouse and keyboard, gamepad, with up to six players online co-op. So definitely a, a stream with the community in there, Richie, somewhere. We love a good horror game here at Hades Cloud Games, especially if we can get the community involved. Uh, so it's kind of like an interesting hybrid, this game, of kind of horror, Resident Evil, you got to hide, like Alien Isolation, you got to hide from some of them. In others, you can kind of attack head-on, it makes it sound like. each Each enemy or each ethereal beast has got kind of a different thing. Uh, there's some that are relevant, that are always present in the open world. Others require hiding, uh, and others it looks like you got to attack them for your best chance of survival. So, what are your thoughts on this one? It's a bit of a unique kind of mix match of different horror approaches and styles with a alien isolation kind of skin over it. I don't really have many 
thoughts about it. The one thing I've noticed from the Steam um, listing, because it's been in Steam Early Access, it still is in Steam mm-hmm. Early Access at the moment, but there's VR support oh. over on Steam. So, I mean, I'm not expecting VR anytime soon in Stadia, but it's just interesting to be aware of. Like, I mean, the tags are f- simulation, 3D, horror, first person, and realistic. It's kind of... I really don't know what to make of it, to be honest. And yeah. again, it's an early access, so... looks scary. Yeah, it does. There's some jump scares. Um, there's some definitely some weird creatures. I think the cryptids are kind of like little spider things. Uh, you can see in the community blog on one of the GIFs. Uh, I don't like spider things. I think they're creepy. Uh, there's kind of like a big um, reindeer skeleton. Lots of creepy things to be had, but uh, I love the fact that it's just something different. Um, Six-player online co-op fight the kind of high i could imagine six of us in the community kind of hiding and running on a live screen and saying like can you hear it i can see it and then one of us gets took down i'd love it if it did the yeah. great thing that when you die in the game it mutes your microphone so when you like oh, when you yeah. hear someone go oh my god he's there he's there and then silence and then the other five people are like who, who was it who did he kill and it's like i think we lost ninja guy or something it's like oh shit and then i hear you and then obviously we can still communicate because we're on stream together but you know what i mean i think it would elevate the horror a little bit if it actually cut the mics off a bit like Among Us, where once someone's yeah. like gone, that you can't hear them. Um, but that's not the only thing we got. We also had uh, another Atari entry, uh, Gravatar Recharge, which the Atari social feeds have been teasing for some time. Um, this is coming soon as well. A lone pilot far from home must navigate the abstract universe of an uncharted uh, planetary space, space stations guarded by mysterious hostile aliens in Gravatar Recharged. You must complete missions in each solar system, navigating a variety of challenging environments, uh, each with varying levels of gravity that will test your skills as a pilot. Complete each, each mission within the solar system and you'll be transported through to the next massive hole, <laughs> the massive black hole. Uh, will you ever make it home? Uh, this is one of the recharge kind of revisits of Atari's classic games. And you know what? I'm all for it. I absolutely love playing Yars Recharge for the first time. The Centipede game was way more fun than I ever anticipated it to be. And uh, yeah, the, I love this neon reskin that they've got. Uh, this just, just looks fun. Yeah. Have you checked out Centipede yet? No. Damn you. Do it. I want to see if you can beat my high score. I'm not going to do that. I mean, not I'm not going to be my I high score. I might check out. I don't think you will either. I don't think you will either. We, we, we said not, we'll realistically do... I'm not going to put the time into ten minutes. Your high score, ten minutes. Like, just yeah. check it out. Ten minutes. See if we get you hooked. Uh, it works great with the Razor Kishi. Actually, we will be playing it. Is that a threat? <laughs> no, no. It's like it's kind of it's on it's on the slip for the um, the anniversary stream. All right. So we'll I'll force you to play it live in person if I need to. Let's see if we can beat our high scores. Uh, in the moment. Uh, but yeah, we got that one as part of it. And then rounding it out, we also had the game we announced the other week uh, as ESRB Raid, and that was Welcome to Slaycation Paradise. Uh, so this one is from uh, developer Affordable Acquisitions, published by Merge Games. Uh, are you tired of the same old boring vacations? Then boy, have we got the tonic for you. Slaycation Paradise offers the ultimate in multi-dimensional apocalyptic tours. Slay away your worries with twin-stick action mixed with tower defense as you visit the end-of-world scenarios of your dreams. Nestle deep in the heart of our galaxy, our state-of-the-art facility at Slaycation Paradise offers exclusive access to leisurely slaying activities for all of your warped traveller minds. Look to get away from the daily grind, explore beautiful and chaotic destinations filled with an array of monsters intent on your demise. Slay away your worries, they use that pun far too many times, and have the time of your life as the world around you withers and dies. Um, 
this is very similar to From Space, actually, in terms of its gameplay. Kind of like got that Dead Dead Nation vibe, yeah. albeit with a little element of tower defense added in to give it that unique twist. Uh, but yeah, another one listed as coming soon. What do you think of this one, Richie? I think it looks fun. I like. I actually kind of like the idea of the like the tower defense stuff. It's, it's a roguelike, so it's probably going to be procedurally generated areas. So you're going to get probably going to have quite a lot of replayability in there. But I think it could be a lot of fun in this. Certainly could. Certainly could. Uh, again, I think with all of these games, they definitely have that kind of pro inclination to them. Where I think if they came out, a price might be somewhere between thirteen to twenty pounds. Which for me is like if you're just patient, Chris. Eleven ninety nine. Yeah, it'll come to pro on Steam right now. Within. I wouldn't be surprised if one of these is actually a pro title to launch, so they just launch it straight into pro. Uh, but yeah, good little mix, something different. We've got a ski resort yeah. builder. We've got a horror six player online game. We've got a retro classic remade uh, for the modern world, and then we've got a random uh, twin six location paradise shooter so fun stuff fun stuff to see uh one of the things we might see in the future as well aside from those four games uh, hopefully coming to google stadia is something new from ea uh, they also announced this week electronic arts uh, established a new studio titled ridgeline games to develop a narrative campaign set in the battlefield universe uh, now we don't have a battlefield game uh, on stadia as of yet however I always hold out hope when it comes to EA, especially because we've got FIFA 23 coming originally. I'm hoping at the turn of the year we see some confirmation of Jedi Survivor. I was hoping to see it at the Disney Showcase, but they didn't want to show us it except for outside of a little clip for some reason. Uh, brand new studio created. It's going to be overseen um, by the, the guy who basically oversaw all of Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order. Sorry, Vince Sampella, who was the Apex guy. He's, he's basically gone up the ranks ever since Jedi Fallen Order kicked off and Apex went big and Respawn became EA's kind of go-to studio for absolutely everything. So he's kind of overseeing this, the Battlefield franchise. We know 2042 was kind of struggled, but EA have committed uh, their investment. They've said, and I quote from Vince himself, we're continuing to invest in the future of the franchise by bringing in new talent and perspectives. Uh, With Marcus and his team at Ridgeline Games joining the world-class global team we already have in place, Battlefield is in the strongest position to succeed. So it looks like EA ain't letting down on Battlefield anytime soon. And with Call of Duty, Activision, Microsoft merger buyout, it makes sense that you still want to be in the mix when it comes to a shooter because I think PlayStation especially are going to be in the market to ensure that they have a AAA first-person well, shooter on their roster. If EA, if EA pull, like, kind of sunsetted Battlefield, then like literally Activision would just have a straight shoot with Call of Duty with nothing to even... Yeah, exactly. Slightly so, come close. I mean, Call of Duty is arguably its own beast that's bigger than anything else at the moment in terms of yeah. its staying power. But these things like Battlefield have the potential to kind of rock the boat a bit. And I think you need that. Yeah, oh, you need ab- competition absolutely. in the market. Absolutely. And uh, obviously, we don't know what's happening. I would love a Battlefield game to come over to Stadia at some point. I think we're. We're quite actually thin on the ground when it comes to first-person shooters. We've got, obviously, Doom, but I can't expect we're going to see anything new from Bethesda going forward. So, yeah, we probably won't get Call of Duty anytime soon either. So, yeah, Battlefield. Uh, It's also Microsoft. Yep, that too. Um, EA, do us a solid. Do us a solid. Uh, But we obviously won't see anything from these guys for probably four four or so years. They've got to upskill their team, upsize the team as well, and obviously find out what they want to do. But, yeah, I like the thought of a story-driven 
thing in the Battlefield world because the vignettes in Battlefield 1 were some of the best first-person shooter stories I've played in the last 10 or 10 years. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting stuff. Ridgeline games, boys and girls. Keep your eyes peeled. I kind of like with first-person shooters, I like the idea of having, you know what, this is going to be a single-player experience. You're going to play through a narrative campaign and go, and over here we've got our multiplayer stuff. Absolutely. Um, next up, I want to talk about a little tease that we've had. Uh, Arctic Awakening. Um, was a game that was rumoured to be coming to Stadia purely from the uh, the good old world of Twitter. Um, if we head over there to the tweet from the Attic Awakening team, um, they mentioned that they had a great conversation with Google Stadia this past week. So someone tweeted at them and said, hope you're still considering bringing it to the clouds. Hashtag bring it to Stadia, that movement that always works well. And they tweeted back saying, we had a promising meeting with them last week. Since then, Stadia Source wrote an article about this particular tweet and it rumoured to be coming. And Attic Awakening retweeted the article with those kind of cheeky side-eye emojis. So I think they're definitely keen and confident it's coming. Uh, probably a little while, depending on the porting tools. But essentially, the way I look at it, think of uh, Deliver Us the Moon, but set in a kind of snowy environment. You have a little robot, floating robot orb to help you do your missions, puzzles in a first-person world. This time around, though, you're in the snow rather than on a mysterious planet. Uh, it looks fun, to be fair. I enjoyed what I played of Deliver Us the Moon, and uh, although it could be a little while off, uh, reading from their Steam page, um, it doesn't actually release until 2023. Um, it's supposed to be routine. A supply drop to the Alaskan town, autopilot on, guard down. You and Donovan were planning to post mission drinks when it happened. The storm. Half the plane disappeared in a flash. Donovan was gone, lost to the hollowing tempest. Walking from the crash, you find yourself alone, trapped in a frozen wilderness. Uh, your only companion, the court-mandated therapy bot, and temperatures that can cut a man to shreds. Hope for survival lies in finding your friend and maybe a way home. First person narrative adventure set in a mysterious Arctic North where you and your robotic con- uh, companion Alfie must search for your co-pilot and a way home. So yeah, deliver us the moon uh, in Alaska. I've got some bad news I've just seen on Twitter. Um, Don't go to it yet, it, is it? Mirage. Yes. Yeah, we'll wrap up the show with it. I, I did see it while I was All scrolling right. around, but All we'll, right. yeah. we'll wrap up by possibly the negative news that we might have to interject at the beginning of the show. We'll see. Um, yeah. Rounding out the week, though, we got a, another update um, from a community blog. This was regarding Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's security breach in particular. We got the Edge Runners update for Cyberpunk. They also cleared uh, that crowd choice has arrived to security breach now we had a first look at this up on it richie you were on the sticks uh we enjoyed what we played of it albeit a little bit creepy a little bit frustrating at times yeah um it's not really our world the five nights at freddy's universe but i appreciate no, what it I... does and the game was generally more fun than i expected it to be yeah uh yeah for me too for me too uh they added crowd choice in which basically means streamers can now dive in and give the audience the power to choose which route the streamer should take loading dock or prize counter monty or chica staying or leaving the pizza plex uh, the player stats are also revealed as part of your playthrough it'll be shown on your stadia gamers profile uh, of course loads of people out there in the five nights at freddy's universe were kind of tweeting saying like when's this coming to playstation when's this coming to the xbox and it was like haha crowd choice is a stadia exclusive uh, it's a feature unique to stadia at this moment in time um Again, it's a bit of a, like, for me, it's great that it's got it, but crowd choice in a game that I didn't really feel like there was many decisions to be made. No, it's kind of like... Toy cost elements. It was a bit like, okay, so do you just reach a point in the game, freezes, and then goes, do I go here or there? Like, I I only felt like there was a handful of actual decisions to be made during during what we played of it anyway. Yeah, there might be more later, later on where 
it felt like very much quite quite a linear experience to be honest like you get to areas where it's a bit more open but it's like very much yeah because it's all first person i don't really see where crowd choice comes to play but clearly they have a good idea of where it goes where it goes indeed uh, so either way, if you want to check that out, if you're a streamer out there, I know uh, Brian at the Nerf Report uh, did a quick look into it, uh, tested it out. So there's definitely content out there. But yeah, crowd choice. Maybe the game, maybe it gets more open as you get through more areas. It may do, but it's again the thing with crowd choices. I feel like it it needs more frequent options to really like a Telltale game yeah. would be fantastic for crowd choice. Unless it's unless it's one that like the streamer can just activate it and go like put it to the crowd, go where we're going next or something. Yeah. There's loads of ways it could be implemented. Oh, definitely. But... It just seems, seems like an odd one after the fact to add in. But again, more crowd choice, more exclusive uh, features to be implemented, the, the better. So win-win. Um, some of the features I would like to be implemented in some games, Richie, would just be straight up damn DLC because there seems to be this kind of ongoing trend in a lot of titles right now that we're not getting the DLC. And the reason I mention that is because there was an article from 9 to 5 Google who seem to be chasing up. So Ben Shoon doing some great work over there uh, regarding uh, players experiencing major performance issues and multiplayer issues on Google Stadia. Uh, and we've seen this across multiple um, games now, and I think it's good that the guys over at 9to5Google are starting to, in a way, almost kind of cultivate and collect all the different issues. And they do a monthly kind of changelog uh, blog post regarding Stadia, kind of what games have came, what updates have came. Uh, and at the bottom, they've started to add in uh, any bug fixes, and they reached out to Stadia regarding these. But at the moment, we've got Risk of Rain has been broken for weeks, so we reported Risk of Rain Two is having a problem. Uh, well, uh, World War Z still missing its crossplay that was promised from June onwards. Wreckfest is missing seasonal content. Uh, Outward has uh, no definitive edition, low rendering. Uh, Ark Survival Evolved has an out-to-date version which breaks the server support and Humankind is, has been missing updates for several months and the reason I mention it is because the Together We Rule expansion for Humankind has just uh, been announced and it does have a Stadia logo at the end, at the very beginning actually of the trailer um, Amplitude Studios have unveiled Together We Rule, the first major expansion for its historical strategy game Humankind, one that will bring the new diplomacy espionage uh, action when it launches later this autumn uh, they announced in humankind we've always wanted to be there for more ways to win than simply military domination and while the game's unified victory condition uh, was set, uh, to step towards that we're now ready to take things much further to that end together we rule which follows on from multiple smaller culture focused dlc packs will introduce new features including congress of humankind embassies and agents that are intended to help players see the world in a new light and resolve conflicts differently uh, breaking down a little bit further, the Congress of Humankind will essentially give players the opportunity to vote and decide on political doctrines uh, and international conflicts together rather than just all-out warfare, and then they, they go on from there. Richie, you've played a little, you dabbled probably more in Humankind than mm-hmm. I have since our initial first look. Um, this game's kind of been a bit behind the times with most of its updates, and this one is apparently coming this autumn, yeah. slash fall. It's kind of sour, because this was like revealed to be day and date on Stadia it seemed like a good big a good get for Stadia because it's with it being a more mouse and keyboard focused game it's one of them games where, like yes you can get away with it in a controller but you're going to have a better experience on a PC uh-huh. or Stadia but the lack of da- like support that the game's seen in the interim like it's kind of been a bit disappointing mm-hmm. it feels like every time we talk about humankind it's kind of a negative thing which kind of sucks to be honest, because it's a good game. Like, and I think all Stadia players are asking for is just parity. Just bring port the DLC over. That's it. Yeah. 
completely. Uh, that's, I think, what we've all we've asked for. So great stuff that 9 to 5 Google are chasing up on it. But, the, again, we did a whole Cloud Quest episode on quality control. And I think it's another thing that the guys over at Stadia, I know a few of you do <coughs> listen. What was that? Ark. But, yeah. I thought you just genuinely had a frog in your throat then. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I think in terms of quality control, if if anyone, I know a couple of people at the Stadia team do listen, like there needs to be someone reached out to the department and says, look, we've got like several games running, representing our platform right now that are missing DLC and not running on the latest version. I think they should be in touch with the developers to say, look, you signed a contract to keep this date, this game up to date or functioning or running. And if there's parts, obviously some things like bugs and stuff, I get it's prioritized. But when it's straight up like like promoted, advertised, seasonal content or patches or game-breaking things, there needs to be some responsibility and that needs to essentially lie with the platform holder to chase up the... Not on the platform holder, but it's on them to chase up the developers and say, look, you need to sort this bug because it's affecting our customers. Yeah, like especially with things like Arc being like out-of-date servers, out-of-date version break server support, well, were they still haven't... We we pretty much finished that game, mm-hmm. or at least to the yeah, extent yeah. we intend to play it. Yeah, and crossplay is still not a thing. That's not a yeah. good look. Came out in June, so we've got a quarter of the year has passed now. Um, yeah, I can see it just been left and hoping people forget about it essentially. But that's the that, that's the impression that you kind of get, and this is where Stadia needs to step in and go, "What's going on? You promised this. Where where is it? You promised this." You told us this. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. I'd say better late than never, but who knows, who knows. Uh, hopefully one of the things we won't have to wait on better late than never, though, is um, a recent tweet from Clabeta. Uh, Clabeta, would you say? Is that what you'd say? Clabeta Publishing uh, announced over on Twitter that they are an official partner of Google Stadia Publishing. Um Clabeta is a global production and publishing house. The company offers complex services. Yeah, they're going with all the PR speak. But basically, the tweet says, we're now officially a Google Stadia publisher. Our titles soon will become available on this modern Google streaming platform. Stay tuned. You'll not only get new games, but also a new place in the cloud to play them. Hashtag game development. Hashtag indie games. Hashtag Stadia. Uh, some of the games they put out, they've got Kaju Wars, Tin Can, uh, but more importantly, their upcoming game, Moonshine Inc., where, similar to Snowtopia, actually, Richie, just basically set up a a moonshine making facility and it looks like the kind of deep american south in the swamps or the forest um, dukes of hazard dukes of hazard style uh yeah you kind of have your map you a bit a little bit actually like 100 days wine simulator where it looks like there's a kind of narrative story told through sketch art books but then you actually do go into the world and become a, a distillery of your own making using ingredients from the local shop growing it crafting recipes and selling your wares onto all the locals whether that be legal or illegal. Um, could be good, this one. I like the look. Again, we don't know if this one's confirmed, but this is this is um, Clabata Publishing's next title in the works, so it would make sense they'd want to get their newest one out and then kind of maybe work backward through the library. So looks good. It, going by what they've been saying, it feels like it's going to be their, their libra- the entire library mm. that they're looking to bring. Yeah, it does seem like they're going beyond just the one game. Why would you announce yourself as a publishing yeah. partner just for the one-off title? Um, but yeah, I mean, October 27th is when it comes out on Steam, Moonshine, so maybe launch with your biggest one, and then wind this back. It does actually look like some of these things may have come about because of Gamescom. Maybe. Uh, we've, Which, we've seen a few things, like the Arctic one. We've talked about that in this. the past, how like, COVID may have meant that it's made it harder for Google to form them relationships within the industry. Indeed, indeed. 
Um, so exciting things. Uh, there was a couple of little bits we won't go too much uh, in terms of news. Uh, there was an APK breakdown uh, listed earlier this week. It was broke down again by the great guys over at 9to5Google uh, doing some fantastic work. So Cal Bradshaw over there, as always, breaking down those APK files. Uh, there's a bit of news around Party Stream coming to mobile. We know it's since only been available on desktop, so that's great to see that expanding. And there was a rumor in there about a Ubisoft Plus promotion, which now we know is the one month free from the Ubisoft Forward. So win-win on that front. Um, but, Richie, we do have to round the show uh, on a total flip of the coin to where we start the show, which is we're back to Assassin's Creed Mirage, are we not? Yes. And uh, about just over an hour ago, boys and girls, we told you that it was at the showcase, Ubisoft Forward. Um, they didn't show any logos on anything, so that was okay. But then the pre-order news went up and there was no stadia, but then we found a couple of links Assassin's Creed Mirage was listed for Google Stadia. And uh, Richie, what did you see on Twitter? Is it the same thing that I've seen? It was, I saw Gem, um, at Gemberg Gaming um, update, Stadia was moved from the AC Mirage article. Yeah. Um, he, he was, it was pointed to him by at R4K1B underscore. Great name. Um, but yeah, it seems like, yeah, I have kept half an eye because it did seem very because we pretty much went from Ubisoft forward to recording this, and it's like it was, did feel a bit nebulous up in the air. Yeah, we weren't actually so initially but, yeah. for for viewers and listeners. Like when we built the dock for the show, we did it like straight away after the actual Ubisoft forward, and because we didn't have clarity, yeah. we actually bumped Assassin's Creed Mirage further down the news stories because it wasn't officially confirmed. And then just before we went into actually recording, there was the the links for the pre order page was showing up with. Stadia right next snug, nice and snug, right next to Amazon Luna, and then in the hour that we've recorded it, it's been removed. So you guys can see it yeah. on screen now. The the exact same transcript so, that I read from about an hour ago, uh, Stadia has been yeah. removed from this section here. So, yeah. so as of quarter past eleven in the UK on the tenth of September, it's not coming to Stadia. However, give it till the morning. We may be reporting and talking the PS tomorrow. Tomorrow that it's coming to Stadia again. The way the story's developing. Yeah, we're going to record Cloud Quest and talking the PS tomorrow. It might be different, but I guess just to round out the show, Richie, this is one of those things where just Google Stadia get your shit together with this marketing because I'm just fed up with this now. It's like I don't mean to suddenly go on to a rant, but it's quarter past eleven at night. We've been doing stuff for how long? And within one hour of doing this show, you, your marketing team, whatever the hell is going on, like, is it an accident? Is it not? It's happening far too frequently for this to be acceptable as a consumer of your platform. It's just, it's just not good enough as far as I'm concerned. Just, like, I just want to know what games are coming. Yeah, your audience. But then it's that thing of like, if your logo's not going to be there, you just you're digging a, a hole for your own grave essentially because loads of people see this tweet there. and go oh great it wasn't there then it was and now it's not again it's like and you've got origins you've got odyssey mind. you've got valhalla you've got the dlc you partner with ubisoft you can get ubisoft connect on your platform but oh we don't know if the expanded dlc mirage is going to come in what probably six months time the game's going to be out and you don't know if it's coming to your platform or you're not willing to promote it for some messed up marketing reason sort it out Sort it out because it's embarrassing. You, your company is worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. Bear in mind, the pre-orders are up now. So if you think about buying this game as a certainty, which I'm guessing you would have been, if you decided, oh, I want the pre-orders game, you're probably just going to buy it on PS5 now. I, well, def- I mean, I was going to anyway, if I'm honest, but I like the trophies. Yeah, but I mean, if it was... Yeah, because you, you want it for the trophies, but if it was very much a... 
A, B, which one, do, where do I play it? Yeah. You, you've lost the sale. Yeah. It's just like, how long are they going to do this dance for? The platform is nearly three years old. And for every, it's every good bit of work they do, it's three steps forward and five steps back. You're nearly three year old now, Steve. It's about time you start to grow up and get your marketing in order because it's embarrassing. Fuck it. Luna's better than you at this stuff and they're not even in the UK. It's just, yeah. So sorry to round out the show with a little bit of a rant there, folks, but I'm getting a bit tight eye uh, here in the yeah. UK. It's getting really warm in this room as well. Uh, we'll be back, of course, next week with another episode and maybe confirmation of Assassin's Creed Mirage uh, <laughs> getting its act together and being confirmed for Assassin's Creed Stadium. I'm waiting for the comments. I mean, we will be talking about the talk I mean, the PS, yeah. but... We'll have to put it in the the kind of, like, description now that says... If Infos change between now and recording, yeah, that will the time update, of recording, yeah. Ubisoft and Stadia lied to us, and, uh, yeah. Either way, uh, let us know in the comments below if you listened to this hour-long show and thought, great, Mirage is coming, only to be disappointed at the end, like we were live in the moment. Uh, but that has been it for episode 155 of the longest-running Stadia podcast in the world... We'll be back every week. We're the only people stupid enough to continue, Richie, <laughs> covering uh, all these uh, ins and outs and turnings going on in the world of Google Stadia. It's, um, th- there's one thing to definitely say. It's, it's always interesting. It's always interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yes, like I said, that's been it, folks. If you've stayed with us this long, thank you very much for watching. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that bell so you're kept in the loop with all the amazing content and rants we have here at Hades Cloud Games. We'll always give you our honest take. And you just got one live there in the moment. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some confirmation. But we can confirm for you that Cloud Quest will be dropping this very Friday. If you are a Helix Hero, one of our amazing patrons, you get that up to six days early, along with stickers, badges, exclusive content. And more importantly, when we start to celebrate the Helix third year celebration, you might get a little freebie for being a Helix Hero. So if you've been on the fence, if you're thinking, I'll watch these guys, I like the takes, I love the content, but I'm just one of them quiet lurkers in the background support a little bit more and you might get a nice sticker out of it. I know it's not much, but we're not loaded over here. We're not Assassin's Creed, Ubisoft, Tencent money, dishing out games to every platform when it comes and when it feels comfortable to us. Help us out, will you? We're going a bit crazy over here at the Helix Cloud Games world. Um, that's been it for this week. Uh, don't forget to check out Talking the PS. goes live tomorrow where we'll be talking about Assassin's Creed Mirage coming to PlayStation 5, guaranteed amongst other things uh, with our lovely co-host Rob uh, and of course join us in the Discord if you do want to talk shit about Google Stadia or in fact Assassin's Creed at any point the Discord is always open do I sound bitter Richie at the end of this episode a bit a little yeah. bit yeah maybe I'm but maybe it's we've been we've, we've done this many times where like it's just ugh, it's, it's frustrating yes it is yes it is but uh, we'll leave it on that one folks thank you very much for watching have a great week My name's been Chris. I've been Richie. And remember, play wherever makes you the happiest, or Ubisoft will allow. See you next week. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye.